I'll never forget mid-March 2020. The World Health Organization announces that COVID-19 outbreak as a pandemic. And all of a sudden, everybody starts to ask the question. So, what are you doing with your team? Will you close the office? And what now? The pandemic did force many of us to leave our offices for what was to be a two-week work-from-home operation. At that time, it was shocking, scary, and maybe even a little fun. Hey, this may not be so bad, right? Two weeks. So we naively thought that once the two weeks were over, everything would go back to normal. Well, we obviously don't have to tell you that that's not what happened. Here we are some eight months later and many of us are still working remotely with no clear sign of when we will go back. And this made us think, what if we never go back to the office? You're listening to Small Talk, the B2SB marketing podcast. Hello and welcome. This is Small Talk. Every month we are going to explore small business and the big brands who want to engage with them from a unique new angle. You know, small business owners are not a static and homogenous group. They have different ways of working, thinking, and interacting with big brands, and they are also constantly evolving now more than ever. As marketers, we have to keep up with them. At Small Talk, we work to understand, predict, market to, and most importantly, give a human voice to small business owners, whether it's in a story, a video, a study, panel discussion, forum, an event, or in this case, a podcast. Our hope and our goal is that small talk will change the way marketers think about and talk to small business owners. This is a conversation that you are invited to join. Small Talk's brought to you by Cargo, the only B2SB, that's business to small business, marketing agency in North America with offices in the U.S. and Canada. I'm Dan Gliotta. I'm the founder and chief growth officer of Cargo here in our Greenville, South Carolina office. And I'm Mickey Vilamirovich, president of Cargo in our Toronto office. In this first episode, we will begin imagining and exploring the very possible futures for small business owners and the big brands trying to engage them. What if paper currency goes extinct? What if storefronts one day cease to exist? And in this episode, what if we never go back to the office? We will also be joined by thought leaders, marketing experts, and innovative creators who will help us dissect these potential futures and help you as marketers plan for whatever may come your way. So let's get into it. This first episode and today we're asking a very simple question. What if we never go back to the office? We're going to be joined a little later by Ron DeMar, SVP of Client Strategy, and Vaughn Erickson, SVP of Activation Strategy, both from Media Strategy and comms company, True Media, who will help us and help you navigate the new rules and the new ways to reach an audience who could be anywhere. The pandemic and the resulting shutdown caused a massive instant transformation in the way small businesses work, and frankly, where they work. Working from anywhere, also known as WFA, became the rigor overnight, leaving many small business owners scrambling to set up shop remotely and run it remotely. And by the way, this was completely new to so many of them. In our most recent study on small business owners and how they're navigating the pandemic and the post-shutdown and the recovery, we talked to over 500 business owners in the U.S. and Canada. One of the big things we found out is three-quarters of them were currently allowing their employees to work remotely, and almost half of them plan to make that decision permanent. And even the other half some will likely have a hybrid model of remote and in-office or store work. So work from home, where it started, like Mickey had mentioned, has now transitioned to work from anywhere. And it's not a temporary thing. 
not only will it impact existing small businesses and the big brands that market and sell to them, imagine what startups and new businesses born during this recovery may look like. No ribbon cutting at the cool new office or storefront. Work from anywhere will transform where, how, and who gets work done going forward. A transformation that's going to take three different forms. A digital transformation, a business transformation, and a mindset transformation. Because transformative times require transformative actions. So when, when we really think about, you know, the original days, as I mentioned, you know, it's mid-March um, and, and very clear instructions on, well, you know, we have to take this remotely. Uh, you know, we have to take our teams. We have to place them safely into their homes. You know, the, the, the first thing that the business owners had to figure out was, well, how do I, how do I do this? And it's not even just talking about everybody needs a laptop or, or, or a phone, but it was a lot more than that. Because to, you know, work remotely, to work effectively, you got to know how to stay collaborative. Um, you know, particularly, for example, in our case, being an advertising and marketing agency, you know, how do our creatives work together when all of a sudden they're not together in the same room? Uh, you know, what about productivity? I think that the, the one aspect, and then we saw that in our millennial study, one of the millennial small business owner study, the one of the most important aspects to them was cybersecurity, right? So how do you protect yourself against that? And now even more so when you're taking everything to your home quasi network, how do you sort of protect yourself from it? So I think, I think the first element that was of really this, this massive transformation was, you know, digitizing not only from a perspective of, you know, having the right hardware, but also more or less effectively mindsets of how do we do that when we are remote? Yeah, we always, you know, it's one of the things we preach at Cargo is understanding mindsets matter most when marketing to small business owners. You know, the state of the small business market, a lot of people talk about that, but the state of the small business market is directly driven by the state of mind of small business owners. And one of the biggest impacts of work from anywhere has been on small business owners is their psyche, which is driving kind of that mindset transformation. Their, their pivot is not always just a physical business pivot. Their pivot is a mental pivot. So you've got control is fundamental. What we, when we always ask small business owners, why'd you get started? Why did you want to, you know, half of you guys fail in the first five years of your existence, yet more people start businesses than ever? Why? And a lot of the times we hear the simple answer is control and not a control from a control freak. It's more of a control of control of my own destiny. You know, I'm confident myself. I'm confident my skills. I want to control my day. I want to control my financial well-being. I want to control my decisions. Control is a huge fundamental driver on why people start their own gig and a big sense of control is actually being connected to their people, their team, and their, their customers. Now, there's a reason employees, when you ask an employee of a small business, we always say, why do you like working in a small business? And one of the biggest things they always say is they love the family vibe, a small business. Even if it's not a family business, it feels communal. It feels close. It feels tight. The, the owner can see when I'm having a bad day. And they can physically reach to talk to me side of things. You know, they see almost small businesses as a community into themselves, you know, a family, all while serving their extended family, which is the neighborhoods and the communities at large. So 
One of the big challenges for us and for big brands is how do you help small business owners regain some of that sense of connection and community when SMBs or small businesses and their teams are separated? How do you keep a personal vibe, a personal touch when you're physically not connected? You know, small business owners, especially established businesses, are having a hard time pivoting that mindset, transforming their mindset across a variety of areas, whether it's feeling connected when they're apart. I mean, it requires a lot of trust. I mean, there, there is a reason a small business owner has kind of that corner office. And when he walks into a conference room, he sits at the end of the table. There is a sense of these are my people and I like to see my people hard at work kind of a deal. So you got to trust your people to get work done when they're physically not there. The other one is relinquishing control. I mean, you are going to have to have trust in your people to empower them to make decisions because again, you are you are not right at the right next door to have a chat when something pops up if you got maybe it's a disgruntled customer, maybe it's a unique situation side of things. So the mindset adjustment needed in this kind of this new distributed workforce world is critical for success of small business owners, but it's also critical for big brands to understand as the state of mind of the small business owner is going to dictate the state of the market going forward. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, the one thing you, you mentioned, um, you know, a lot of times people from big brands might think, well, it's really not that important because some, as we know, big brands have at least had portions of their workforce remote. But I think it, it, goes, it goes to your point, Dan, that, you know, when you have that founder, an individual who started, had an idea and started a, a company because they really wanted to ch change the world or change their world, as we talk about often, it's, it, it is really all about the, the family feel. It is all about being in the same room. It's all about, you know, saying good morning to each other. And, and they've done that for a very long time. So, so when we think about this, this transformation, even digitally for them, it's not just about having the right, um, equipment and and how do I make sure that my team stays collaborative and how do we make sure that we stay productive but it's like how do I how do I coach how do I train how do I take care of my people how do I lead remotely I think that's been a probably one of the biggest shifts for them because many of them don't know what what needs to be done right so how do we how do we kind of go into this world of everything had us that kind of virtual uh, I mean personal touch point and now it's moving to a to a virtual world. So, I mean, I always, I mean, we're a small business, you know, I take us as an example. Um, it, it, it hasn't been without challenges for sure. Um, it, it definitely does take a bit of a different mindset and, and shift from that perspective. There are tools, as we know, you know, there's the, all these virtual office platforms like Pragly and TMI Coworker, SoCoCo, where they're trying to, you know, uh, uh, recreate your office space but but remotely i mean yes that that probably will play a bit of a role so technology is always going to play that role but it's really not going to be um something that these small business owners are really used to so i i do think there's a bit of a silver lining in here in that it, you know talent's always been a, a challenging one for small business owners and i think opening the doors up to beyond their local areas will definitely get them to be able to now lean on better talent but at the same time you know, that element of, of how do I lead remotely? How do I stay in control? How do I make sure that I have sort of my family with me is really starting to kind of shift in a, in a very different direction. So 
so so maybe then I you know given that that we're we've kind of talked about um, this transformation digitally and transformation uh, from a perspective of mindsets. I mean, what are some of the things that if if you know if, if you're a big brand, you know what what could you possibly do? And I think the first question often, and I just had this conversation actually with a big brand uh, marketing leader in the tech space, saying, well, you know, we are here to provide. Uh, you know, solutions and, and, but how do we make sure that we are the chosen one? You know, we are operating in a competitive environment. So how do we do that? And I think to, to maybe kick off the conversation, it is all about value, right? And we're not talking about discounts. We're not talking about, you know, let's, let's make sure that we bring the prices lower of, of our products because we know the small business owners are all about value. So I think it goes back to that conversation is how do we help small business owners equip themselves? In the right way, uh, and maybe it's financing options. Maybe it's give, make it a little bit easier for them to be able to get the hardware, to be able to get the software required uh, to not only help them uh, collaborate and, and work together, but also even with some of the um, remote leadership aspects. You know, there's there's elements like I mentioned, virtual office platforms that could be something to that. So, so I think again, if 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 you know, big brands are wondering about what they're able to do, I think it is all about providing value. Um, in in that we are providing them with that particular help, um, and and also uh, transformation uh, is not easy for many of them. So I think that the important lesson there is, if we're thinking about the hardware and software, it's all about helping them integrate that into everyday versus just saying, hey, listen, here's the stuff you can buy, then sort of figure out on your own as to what you want to do. Yeah, you bring up a good point about value because you know my, my thing is always value. There's real, like you said, financing you know, extended terms, demo and stuff. It, you're saving time, you're saving money side of things. That's a tangible value, but it's that perceived value. Um, you know, it's, it's a highly anxious time right now. So experiences matter more now than ever from a kind of a, a remote, remote workforce and a remote business. So more, you know, the less stress, the better for a small business in the current environment. So they're looking for those experiences that are frictionless and the best experiences. And that is valuable to them because what they don't need is more anxiety. What they don't need is more stress side of things. So there's the, there's the physical real value, but then that perceived value when you combine that. And that's why I think one of the things that we've heard of from big brands that we've talked to is they are really accelerating how they interact with small business owners in a digital experience. They're looking at the customer experience as a holistic at all touch points, especially when they don't have the ability of having a small business owner walking into their shop or their sales team doesn't have the ability of walking into an office to meet with that business owner. So they're, 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 what, if anything, this has done is it's, it's shown some of the, the weaknesses of the customer experience that some of the big brands have had and has driven kind of the need for accelerating much better experiences, not better products and services, but much better experiences, especially with a distributed workforce and a kind of a, a virtual buyer. Yeah, absolutely. I think it is all to do with creating an ecosystem of products and services. You know, it, it shouldn't be this feeling of I have purchased a number of products from you and I feel like I've purchased products from, you know, three, four different companies. Um, so, so to your point, it is, it is all about experience. It's about taking that grit 
out of their day-to-day because anxiety is much higher now than it ever was. And anxiety for them was always a very important aspect um, to, to sort of manage in a better way. So, so for sure, I think it is, how do, we, how do we make sure that we help them through the transition? So really being a, a partner in that versus saying, well, I've got a product for you, but once I've sold you the product or the service, I'm going to kind of walk away. The, the other thing that you mentioned is, is, is absolutely 100% uh, uh, sort of the last point that we talked about, and that is the you know, transformation of the business processes. The, there is this, this massive shift on you know, h- how do I work with my team, but there's also this massive shift of just business processes, how and where business gets done. Uh, how do I sell, right? It's all about virtual selling. It's all about virtual buying. Uh, it's all about remote and virtual delivery of business experience. So, and, 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 you know, one of the main characteristics of small business owners, you know, whether they're selling their products or services or buying products or services is that personal touch, right? It's all about the relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and even for those that felt comfortable buying online pre COVID still preferred to go and see their supplier. I mean, it was all about, and especially if we're talking about this, this interesting, a thing that I observed during this time is this, there's this element of a supply chain on Main Street, right? So you may have a particular small business buying from someone else that's down the street from them because they want to support each other. And that's all based on that relationship, right? So, so now how do they shift into this remote aspect of doing business? Um, uh, trade shows, they were the thing for SMBs for a long time, uh, both on buying and selling. So this alone is going to be a massive shift for them, you know, sort of that personal touch. Um, and they will have to find ways to recreate it in a virtual environment. And so even though there's tools out there, we know that many other companies are kind of creating those tools. I think there's the, the bigger aspect is the shift in the mindset of I'm no longer with people. Now I'm going to have to do this sort of remotely. Um, so I, I think there's a, there's a lot for big brands to think about. I think for sure there's this massive aspect of media. So I'm super excited. Uh, that we're going to have our guests from True Media here with us as well, that we can sort of kind of delve into that. But I think uh, really that the biggest lesson uh, for big brands is is just just partner with them, stay with them, stay close to them, understand what's going on, um, you know, help them through the transition. And I think that is going to try to reduce as much of this anxiety as as possible. Yeah, I mean, I think you nailed it. I mean, if anything, there's almost too much opportunity to help small business now. So as a big brand, you almost need to stay in your lane and figure out where do you, where can you bring the most value and it's contextual what you do for a living. Because, you know, the study I mentioned before, two-thirds of small businesses going forward are transforming how they do business. They know they have to. Business as usual will not exist anymore. So the fact that they have to transform how business gets done, especially, and again, we're talking about work from anywhere, but even overall how business gets done there is tremendous opportunities for big brands to reintroduce themselves to existing business and to introduce themselves to new business. So this is great stuff. You know, we could talk about this for another hour, um, maybe over wine on a, uh, <laughs> on a rooftop patio or something. But, you know, as you know, we, we're, we, we love this world of, of small business. We love this world of marketing and we love this world of trying to hopefully help uh, help some of those some of those big brands out there trying to get better at what they do when they're trying to market and sell a small business. But we're going we're gonna to be back in a moment with Rhonda Meyer and Vaughn Erickson from True Media just to hear about it from a more of a pragmatic and a practical 
How do you reach these small business decision makers in a work from anywhere world? Thank you for listening to Small Talk, the B2SB Marketing Podcast. We've been exploring possible futures and what they mean for small business owners and the big brands trying to engage them. And more specifically, we've been asking the question, what if we never go back to the office and all other things related to a new work from anywhere landscape? We are very honored to welcome our first guests on Small Talk. Rhonda Meyer, SVP of Client Strategy, and Vaughn Erickson, SVP of Activation Strategy, both from media strategy and communications company, True Media. Thank you both very much for joining us. So today we already discussed work from anywhere and the effects of small businesses. And essentially we're talking about a transformation and a big transformation that can be defined in three ways, digital, business, and mindset. But going one step further, what are some of the work from anywhere impacts on media channels both positive and negative. And maybe Rhonda, we can start with you. For sure. You know, it kind of goes back to what um, Dan was alluding to earlier, really. It's knowing your business audience and the community that they're in and how they're going to respond. You know, what are what's important to them? Where are they finding value? Is it key opinion leaders? Is it business journals? Is it online content and information or even direct from the business? Um, and once you get a sense of how they're responding, you kind of get a, a feeling for where the value is in that. And that's when we start to think about pre-pandemic versus post-pandemic, how in this work from anywhere concept, how can we then reach those people? There's there's going to be situations where addresses are changing, but certainly some search intent information, some um, ways, job title targeting and those those pieces are always going to be there. And so it's really about finding those channels based on um, where they're finding value. Yeah. And, and um, Rhonda mentioned search intention. And, you know, it's important to, to remember that while things are changing, you know, 40 percent of digital marketing dollars globally go to search today. Um, and no matter where you are, whether you're a consumer or a small business owner, uh, you know, you're searching for information. So that that is still a, a very valid um, strategy and, and tactic for us, where we do see changes um, in the pandemic world, are uh, you know reduced out of home exposure. We know that that consumers, small business owners, employees everywhere are working from home more. Um, so we've seen you know out of home exposure it, it plummeted in March and April, picked back up a little bit um, after that, but it's still not at a post at a pre uh, pandemic level. Uh, you know, we know that that people aren't going to their office or their business, small business, uh, whatever size, to collect their mail, to get the direct mail pieces, um, their magazines that are that are uh, industry magazines, um, and you know, we all know cinemas are closed, and that might not affect small business owners uh, as much as consumers, but even small business owners have a life and and used to to go to to the theaters and and have that messaging in front of them. Um, it, you know, where we have seen changes on the digital side um, are with more video and streaming. People, people were, they, they came home, they stayed home. Uh, they're looking at, 
at every um, entertainment source they can during the day, uh, in between their business chores and and what they're doing. You know, radio listening, you wouldn't think that radio listening um, would increase because of the lack of commuting. Uh, But it increased because people still want their news and entertainment. They have their favorite uh, stations, their favorite personalities that they like to listen to. Um, you know, podcasts are, are a mixed bag, um, in most countries or in a lot of countries, podcasting numbers are up, but in the U S for the most part, we're seeing that podcasting is down. And I think that's because a lot of people, um, were commuting, listening to podcasts, going to the gym and listening to podcasts. So what we find is that we really have to be super targeted and, and understand our audience and what they're listening to and, and, uh, make sure that we're engaging with them in those areas instead of the areas that that aren't seeing that engagement. So so for big brands then, you know, trying to reach this this audience, are there any other areas that could let's say replace podcasts? Cuz cuz that's for for example very interesting to me. I would think the podcast um usage would have gone up, but I can totally understand that it is driven so much to a commuter gym time. But is there anything else that you know, would be another channel, another vehicle that uh, big brands could use to to really reach the small business owners. Like, for example, maybe CTV, OTT, um, because that's definitely been sort of increased in terms of the levels. I guess we're kind of asking the question is, how can we find those opportunities that are changing because of the changing environment? Yeah, and I think that echoes back to what Rhonda said, and I'll I'll, uh, ask her to jump back in here, but it's understanding that small business owner, that, that particular audience, and how they're engaging and how we can reach them. Yeah, I think as we find that we have, you know, even more so now a work-life integration, we don't have that commute. We don't have that separation between our office and where we're working now. So as we're on our own IP addresses at home, that that might start to mix some of those signals a little bit. So you you might go out on your lunch hour and, you know, be on OTT, right? You might um, step away later in the evening and sit down to watch something. Um, and, and those business messages are still going to be there because you haven't separated yourself, you know, from that with that commute, um, oftentimes. And, and there's a lot of research out there talking about, you know, having a hard time, you know, shutting that off. I would say for small business owners, that's probably an all the time thing, but it's gotten intensified now during this time. I mean, you bring up a good point, Rhonda. Again, it's more of a hypothesis from us. But is the line even muddier now between consumer data and business data? Um, again, third-party data, IP targeting, programmat. I mean, even though it's behaviorally based, is it is it getting harder to distinguish between work and life? And does that affect how you guys look at it from a media lens on digital channels? Uh, most certainly it's being muddied. And I think that's okay because, you know, as they talk about, as we talk about the death of the cookie and how are we going to change the way we're targeting, um, we look for more of that behavioral um, targeting to show truly what it is you're looking for. Or first party data is just going to become more critical as we go through this process as well. So I think advice to companies is to get that data in line, understand what you have, understand how you can use it so that um, in marketing, it can be leveraged to the fullest extent. Um, Data segmentation will help you message. It'll make sure you're getting to the right um, audiences and and so on. And and Dan, you mentioned 
you, you know, third-party data, and and we're looking at really what's next when Google shuts those down uh, from their perspective. We know that Mozilla and Firefox did that uh, several years back, and what we see and and what we hope to see more of are publishers creating their their own IDs, collecting that data that can still give us some behavior uh, targeting through through that publisher data. Um, you know, that comes at a price. Um, you know, when we're looking to to engage. Um, you know, persistent IDs based on logins and following people from device to device. That's what, you know, that's what Facebook does. And how can we take advantage of some of that? And, uh, you know, I think that when we look at a small business owner and their interests and their needs as a brand, contextual marketing, you know, makes perfect sense. And and that's not that's not cookie based uh, or cookie dependent, you know, and that's that's an area that if you if you find the right context uh, to be in as a brand, you know, you we we would expect to see those higher click through rates continue, the higher conversion rates. So it's all about you know looking at that audience, where we can find them, and how we can find them in this changing you know technology world that we live in. You I mean along that whole data again? None of our hypothesis we had, and we talked about it in a previous at a previous time. More businesses are starting up during the recovery. I mean, business startups in North America are up like thirty or forty percent year over year. But where they're starting is different. I mean, you don't have the typical ribbon cutting. And a lot of the times when we're looking to target, a lot, of, a lot of big brands want to target startups because if you can get them to buy from you at inception, there's a good likelihood they're going to stay with you during the life cycle of that business. They don't, they don't switch brands very often just because of the pains of change. Is that going to be a challenge to be able to target startups where you're relying on business-driven data, but they're registering businesses, let's just say, from their home address versus a business address. I know it's going to affect offline more than online, but well, with, with you said the death of the cookie, is it going to be a little harder to distinguish the behaviors or the psychographics or the firmographics of that business that starts up without a physical physical location? Having that that specific address, that physical address, right, is important for direct mail. It's important for um, magazines or trade journals that might be sent or those those types of communications that you might want to get in their hand. But it goes back to what value does that bring? And then how can we flip that and say, can we deliver that in a different way? Or can we get that address in a different way? Um, oftentimes folks will opt in, um, with an address, with an email address, if, if it's something of value for them, right? So I've been working from home for a while. And if somebody says, what's your address, I'm going to send you something. I might put my office address. That's thousand miles away. But if it's something that I know I'm going to find valuable, I'll, I'll give them my home address all day long so that I'm getting that information in a timely manner and it's something that I'm requesting. So really, it's it, it, it almost turns back to content in some ways and finding value in what in what they finding what that value is, collecting that first party data and following up on it. And, you know, Rhonda, you, you talk about value and bringing value to that small business owner or that consumer. Um, you know, one of the things that we've been talking about in the in the B2B world is, you know, conferences and trade shows and, and meetings and, and small business owners and business people, you know, used to have a lot of value, find a lot of value in going to those events and networking. So at, at True Media, we've been talking about, we've, we've been brainstorming and, and innovating, trying to find new ways 
um, different ways to to engage and to bring value to the to those people who don't have the ability to go to those trade shows. And, and even just being a, a sponsor of a virtual trade show uh, doesn't do a whole lot in our opinion. I think, you, you know, we are looking for those opportunities to reach out and, and on a one-to-one basis, um, you know, have a, a direct engagement uh, with those uh, those small business owners. I don't think anybody uh, has the has the perfect answer, uh, but it's it's something that we've been talking about a lot, looking at a lot, trying to find ways uh, to continue to bring our brand's values to those uh, to those former convention goers. Yeah, for sure. I think I think that you know when, when we think about typically how small business owners operate, I mean it is all about the personal touch. You know, whether it's even, you know, how they sell their products or services, you know, the trade shows have always been a big component of that because they always engage in that conversation. But also it's when we think about the flip side is, is how are they buying? You know, they also used to do the same thing. You know, they would go to trade shows and, and, and find uh, new products and services that sort of meet their needs. So, for example, I look at myself now um, and I don't I don't work nine to five anymore. You know, there isn't really a. Uh, a point where a brand could reach me to say, hey, there's a good chance I'm going to reach you from between nine and five. I mean, now it's literally, you know, six to midnight, depending on which way, what I did decide to do on that particular day. So, so how are, how are brands now navigating that? You know, that there's this mishmash of, of work and, and, and personal life at home. Well, I think there's, uh, there's no such thing anymore as day parts and day parting. Um, you know, like you said, people are working whether it's six to midnight or 24 seven, it's reaching them um, at any time and delivering that message when it's appropriate to them. Um, so it's, it's trying to find their habits and uh, the, the channels that they're using and, and be on those at, at all of those appropriate times. And I, I think it, it does depend, it likely depends on each audience, um, you know, and, and what they're in business for. But, uh, but I do think that that most of us in general are working hours other than the, you know, the traditional nine to five. Okay. So, so basically we're saying that that true time definition is what used to be uh, one of the most important aspects of reaching your target audience at the right time is, is now of course almost 24 seven, right? I mean, that's, that's what what it sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Well, and to, to that point, I think the right time is, is no longer, uh, you know, on the clock. It's it's when they're searching for information, when they're out there um, on the trade journal website, potentially when they're out on the business, the small business website, looking for how how quickly can they get here? How can they? When will they get that product to me? And so that right time becomes less about actual clock time and more about intent time. So just kind of. Soaking it all in, the tenets that we preach, and I know you preach it at True and we we preach it at Cargo, of making sure you're delivering real or perceived value to the small business owner, no matter the touch point, no matter the time, um, no matter the stage of the journey, still holds true, if not more now than ever, with the work from anywhere. Because again, it's one thing to say you're customer centric as a big brand, but it's another to put it in practice with delivering the right message to the right person at the right time. So even though there are some some fundamental changes in to what Mickey had said earlier, transformation of digital business model and mindset, when it comes to reaching them and targeting them, 
it still comes down to what you should already be doing anyway pre-pandemic, which is delivering value to the customer. And to deliver value to them, you need to understand what makes them tick and what's important to them side of things. Is that fair to say? Is kind of just the tenets of going forward? And Because again, work from anywhere is not going away. I mean, it's a, whether it's a hybrid model or not, the traditional way of getting work done and where it gets, work gets done and who's doing it, this isn't a temporary thing. So we're always trying to look at, especially in this thing, looking at what's next for big brands. And it sounds like the importance of value is just emphasized exponentially going forward. You know, Dan, I would totally agree with that. And and I would even add to it. I know I've heard you talk a lot about being consultative, right, and understanding that business. And I think that partnership then between understanding the business and understanding how they function and how they work married up with finding those right channels and, and having that partnership is very critical so that we're all speaking the same language and really able to pinpoint um, those really critical communications points. How about you, Vaughn? Any final thoughts before we let you get back to your 6 a.m. to midnight work day? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, no, I, I think that, you know, value is has always been key, like you said, and it, it's critical now. And, you know, continuing to engage and, and maybe that engagement is a little bit different today, a little, a little more different tomorrow, uh, just based on, on how we find people working is, is really the, the thing that we have to do every day. Awesome. Great stuff, Vaughn and Rhonda. Thanks again for joining us. Um, we can talk about this for, for another 30 to 60 minutes, but brought great insights from a targeting side of things. And the biggest thing uh, we want to thank you for is not only talking about kind of the current state of things, but also giving us a little bit of a teaser on kind of what's next. And more than likely, we'll be talking to you again, because as we know, um, new tomorrows are being born every day. So this is a very fluid and evolving landscape of small business. So thanks again for your time and thanks for your insights. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks for having us. So that's it for this month's episode of Small Talk, the B2SB Marketing Podcast. Thank you for listening and thank you to both Rhonda and Vaughn from True Media for joining us and sharing their insights. We're going to take a little break over the holidays, but watch out for episode two the impacts of consumer behavioral shifts on small business owners coming in early January of 2021, where we invite a special guest from Square to bring additional insights on what's now and what's next in the small business world. In the meantime, feel free to visit smalltalkbycargo.com to gather some more insights around what's making small business owners tick today and tomorrow, or you can reach out directly to either Mickey or myself via LinkedIn or via the Small Talk site. We'll continue to explore more about work from anywhere and what it means for big brands trying to engage and motivate small business owners. Once again, I'm Dan Gliotta. And I'm Mickey Vilamirovich. See you next time on Small Talk. This has been Small Talk, the B2SB marketing podcast brought to you by Cargo. 